the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome back as we head into hour two. I'm outgunned and outmanned here. I have two uh, great people in studio with me, two people who know a lot more about everything than I do. One is our old buddy, Robert Kiyosaki, who needs very little uh, introduction, author of several books, most famously, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. This is, uh, I think, your third time in studio with me, if I'm not mistaken. You're an old hat here. Yep. You have tenure. We've... I'm very happy. I'm very happy. Here. One place you can get tenure, by the way. Okay, good. We've given it to you. Full okay. professorship. Thank you. And it is a delight to welcome to the studio, I think first time with me, State Senator Anthony Kern, chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, among other things. Senator, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We've gotten all three of us to know each other really over issues having to do with education, particularly higher education, ASU, and we can talk a little bit about that. But the impetus for this discussion was uh, Mr. Kiyosaki and I were having a discussion uh, offline elsewhere, and he was saying that, you know, he's tired of politicians who don't have courage. Amen. He's tired of – and I took it especially – important as as especially important from you Robert because you are someone who says really until recently you didn't do a lot of politics no no you kind of felt that the conditions of the time were forcing you to get more involved in politics that plus my my neighbor Scott Schirmer <laughs> your neighbor also a good encourager he, he always invites me over yeah and every single time Seth I embarrass him <laughs> I stand up. I make a complete idiot myself. Oh, stop it. I, I, yell, I yell at the candidate saying, you're asking for money and you haven't got any guts. You know, if you're going to ask me for my money, you better fight for me. But most of them don't until I met Sen- Senator Kern here. Um, Aristotle said courage is the first or most important virtue because without it, nothing else can be accomplished. Yes. Senator Kern First time with this audience, with me, give a little autobiography. Tell the audience a little bit about yourself, any way you want, how sure. you got to be, how, how you grew up, how you came to be doing what you're doing. Sure, sure. <clears throat> Thank you, Seth. Thank you for having me. And uh, great uh, friend, Robert Kiyosaki. We're a new friend, but uh, I can tell we're kindred spirits. We like uh, to fight. We like to fight, yeah. And America's worth fighting for. So I grew up in Minnesota, central Minnesota. Uh, my mom and dad, Victor and Joan Kern, they raised 13 of us, 13 kids. Same house, yeah, same parents, uh, great great upbringing, um, ca- kind of a Catholic upbringing. Uh, but early on, my dad in the 1960s used to be involved in the Minnesota Young Republicans. And so uh, he kind of put in this, and, and you know, before he passed away about a year and a half ago, uh, we'd always call, kind of call each other and laugh about how he has made me the man that I am today. And I, I thank him for that. Uh, he has actually made 13 of us. Um, all of them are in Minnesota fighting. Uh, I do have two sisters here, but all of them, all the other ones in Minnesota, they're in the they're involved in the GOP. They're involved in fundraising for the GOP candidates. My sister just last Monday night, I was in Minnesota and attended a, a great dinner that she had with a guy by the name of Kendall Qualls, who was running for governor of Minnesota. So I, I moved here as a as kind of a rebellious teenager back in uh, back in the 1980s and um, 
you know, liked Arizona, thought it'd be a good home, uh, planted my, my feet here. And uh, my parents always wanted me to move back, and something kept me here. And uh, their winters for one. <laughs> their winters for one. Maybe. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> their winters for one. And so I stayed here, got involved in politics in 2010, ran for Glendale City Council, uh, lost the first race. And uh, and then uh, somebody came to me and said, why don't you run for the legislature? And I looked and I'm like, well, you got to be smart to run for the legislature. And then I realized that yeah, I guess you don't have to be too smart. So I decided to throw my hat in the ring. And uh, and it was like drinking water from a fire hydrant. And boom, here I am today. Um, you told me, and I loved this about you, um, that no questions were off limits. Your yep. name's been in the news a little bit with regard to Congressional District 8, which yep. Debbie Les- Lesko is leaving regular guest on this show. Yep. Uh, it's been rumored and spoken about and written about that you might be running, and in that you, pro- you said I could ask you anything. I'm Absolutely. asking you about that. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. I am actually seriously considering about 90% there throwing my hat in the ring for Congressional District 8, of which uh, Congresswoman Lesko just re- just announced that she's not running again. Yeah. So I'm looking at the landscape. I know there's been one person that's already jumped in. And, you know, I think it's it's important that you live in the district. And I know Congressional seat, you don't have to live in the district. Yeah. But uh, the one person that has jumped in does not live in the district. And uh, and I'm a proven principled conservative fighter. Um, you know, I look around the landscape of of the GOP and and uh, the candidates that are out there, and if you're not proven, I prefer you stay local so we know who you are. Uh, I, I think that your voting record matters. Everybody out there is a conservative during an election year, and uh, you know I've been through some some you know knockdown drag out fights with the media with other Republicans and. You know, uh, my name's been in the few, paper a few times, not positive. Uh, so you need a fighter that's going to stand for America and liberty and, uh, you know, putting our country first. And uh, everybody says they can. But when you have somebody that is proven, you know, has the wounds, to, uh, the healed wounds to prove the fights that they've been in, I think that should be uh, that should speak to the GOP. And you take on the big ones, right, yeah. Robert? I mean, taking on things like. The university system, that's not an easy fight. Right. And the reason I'm here is what Anthony Kern is saying is true. I've never been political. I can tell people that I stay neutral. But I went to the legislature because of Arizona State. We put on a thing called Health, Health Happiness with Dennis Prager. And 39 professors shut us down. And nobody said anything. So I go to the state legislature. I don't know who Anthony Kern is. But Anthony Kern, should we say, held their feet to the fire. Yeah. He was so tough on those professors. I was saying, man, this is this is the kind of politician but leader we need. We need people with guts who want to stick their neck out. So the reason I'm here is just basically to support any I saw Anthony, anything he does, I'm back him up because he is a fighter. Yeah. I'll say something else about Anthony too. Um you know, a lot of people go into politics and you never really hear from them again, uh, or they're very hard to get in touch with if you do have a reason to call them. Um, Anthony Kern has returned every call or email I've ever sent, and everyone I know has the same story. And when you meet with them, you know what else he does? He listens. He takes notes. Yes. You know, I just – we respect the hell out of you. Yeah, well, thank you, Seth. I appreciate it. Mr. Kisaki, thank you. Um, it's – you know, again, it's good to have you guys uh, involved in doing what you do. Uh, it takes all of us to win this country and turn this country around. You know, and it's not just the ASU thing. Um, 
you know, the Democrat platform is just uh, it's just gone so far to the Marxist socialist uh, margin that we've got to stand up and fight. And a lot of these Democrats are being trained in our universities. Uh, I remember even at the beginning of this session when when Katie Hobbs was giving her state of the state address and she brought up the issue of of how much money she's going to put into the abortion, uh, which which, you know, Democrats believe you can abort a baby up to nine months and even some like California after 30 days after. So she brought up in the state of the state address. I'm going to put 40, 45 million, I believe it was to to the abortion. Uh, um, industry. And I stood up. I said, no, you're not going to. I'm going to let you know what I think. I stood up and turned my back and gave her my back the rest of her speech. Um, And I had a senator sitting next to me and she said, you know what? I'm with you. And she did the same thing. Uh, So it takes leaders to lead. And, And a lot of times as Mr. Kiyosaki, who I know is a former Marine, it takes leaders to lead. Sometimes you're the only you're the last man standing, but you've got to fight. It's 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 certainly that the power of leadership. If one does it, people will follow. And Robert, the thing that must inter- the th- one of the things that interests me so much about you, because I went to that health, wealth and happiness event back in February and you did something I haven't seen done in a long time. You held up the Communist Manifesto and, you know, people really ought to read it. As you say, it's Amen. not that it, you could do it in an hour and a half, really. I mean, you might have to take a longer time because it. It's, you know, thick and German and all that. But, Robert, you fought communists, I mean, physically in the 1960s. Did you ever think you'd have to be fighting them on our college campuses or at home here in America? I kind of suspected I would because oh. when I came back, I, was a, I flew the helicopter gunship for the U.S. Marine Corps, went down three times. And I came back January 3rd, 1972. And we got hit with eggs and spit on by all these hippies from Woodstock. Yeah. And I went, oh, my God. Our own people are spitting on us, hitting us with eggs, calling us baby killers. And I just lost so many friends. You know, the saddest thing about being a pilot is your friends don't come back. Yeah. You know, I, I, several, of my, several of my friends' aircraft don't come back. Their crews don't come back. And I, I had to go say goodbye to them at the, the wall in yeah. Washington, D.C. It's a, it's a tragic thing. And the only thing I often sometimes think about is what you've learned in those conditions. And when you get political leadership from people who learned in those conditions and can help lead us and go forward from what they've seen, better men than myself, I have to say, better men than ourselves. John Stuart Mill said we are kept free by better men than ourselves. Anthony Kern, Robert Kiyosaki, and I will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. I am uh, privileged uh, and, as I say, outnumbered and outgunned here. I have uh, the great Robert Kiyosaki, uh, entrepreneur and author, in studio with me, as well as the great Anthony Kern, state senator and uh, chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee here in Arizona. Um, Robert, you, uh, you've been privileged to have a, um, a lot of friends around the country, around the world, uh, you've, of course, got these great ties through your military uh, experience as well, the Band of Brothers that uh, you all are kind of uh, valedictorians from in your service. There's obviously a fight going on in the U.S. Congress right now amongst and within our party, the Republican Party, for Speaker. Uh, there's a man named Jack Bergman you wanted to put in a word for that we should pay attention to. Yes? Right. Jack Bergman and I were both uh, in the Marine Corps together. 
were roommates on board an aircraft carrier, LPH-3. And uh, he is now a congressman from northern Michigan. And that man is a lieutenant general plus a congressman. And he is a natural leader. I mean, very few people, when he walked in, people just – he has the respect. He's got calm. He's got grace. But he's a very strong leader. So I, his name is Jack Bergman. Please give him our you know, wishes and prayers because who do we have in, 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 the, in office today? We have this guy, Biden, who opens the southern border up, and now we have, ter- we have 270,000 uh, terrorists come across the border in September alone. Man, with, with guys like Biden, what the hell is he doing? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's let's t- let's get your sense of that, uh, Mr. Kern. You're 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 a strong uh, border security uh, senator, and uh, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. But once more, the name is Jack Bergman, B E R G M A N. He represents Michigan's first district, a retired lieutenant three star general. general. Yeah, yes. three stars. Good, good endorsement, sir. Talk to us about the border. Yeah, the border. Uh, that's been a fiasco since Trump got got out of office, um, and and Biden has done nothing, and the Democrat Party have done nothing but allow people from all different countries to cross that border uh, with very very few, if any, people being vetted. So with the Israel uh, uh, massacre that just happened, uh, Hamas massacring um, innocent Israeli civilians. Um, those same people, the Hamas terrorists, those same type people are in our country because of the Biden administration. By allowing the borders to be wide open, we, you know, just a couple weeks ago, the FBI said, oh, don't worry about it. We're, we're, we're okay. We're okay. And then last week they came out and I keep seeing news, news releases of the FBI says, you know, uh, see something, say something mm-hmm. that they know they're here. And basically, we're just sitting ducks. Um, I think that we feel like I feel like sitting ducks uh, because of the Biden administration. We've got to do something with our border. We've got to absolutely, you know, put a wall, be, uh, continue the wall that Trump started, and uh, we've got to do everything we can. But I don't even see our own governor doing anything. No. She's taken away the uh, the containers that Ducey had put Governor Ducey had put down there. So the border's wide open. I was a reserve deputy marshal in Tombstone, Arizona, for a couple of years, and they had out there. They had a program called um, 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 Something Garden, and it was a program to stop drug traffickers from going through that area of Arizona. And it was, a, you know, people would uh, would be on different lookouts and and watching different things. So that was, you know, four or five years ago, and today it's gotten exponentially worse. They're here. And it's a scary thing, honestly. It's a scary thing. I think Biden must work for Hamas or something. You know, I mean, same as well, same as Michael Crow of Arizona State. How can they let them protest, be anti-Semitic on a college campus? Arizona State is one of the biggest schools in America, and this guy Michael Crow, I don't know what side he's on. Same size as Biden. It's it seems to me a uniquely pregnant and poignant moment where we can watch a massacre take place before our very eyes three weeks ago and within days throngs of Americans at our universities are marching on behalf of the organization and the state entity and the people that voted to put Hamas in charge of that state entity on behalf of them, on behalf of the side of the 
massacre. And they march with these signs that say from the river to the sea. That means no Israel. That means no Israel of any size. That's genocide. Robert. Disgusting. You know, I was thinking about I want to come back to that in our universities, because, of course, that is where we all met on the university issue. But, Robert, I was just thinking when Anthony Kern was talking about our border and border patrol and you were relating how Vietnam soldiers got spit and eggs in their faces when they came back. It's also an attitude about people serving in the Border Patrol, isn't it? Yes. This party has done its level best, the Democratic Party, its level best to shame, embarrass, and diminish their service too, hasn't it? Remember that whole hoax with the whips and the Haitian immigrants turned out to be not true. They stampede to the story just like they stampeded to the story that Israel bombed a hospital because they want that narrative, don't they? Correct. Let's just take it even bigger. Yeah. Defund police. Yeah, right. What's happening in San Francisco? Yeah. I mean, people are leaving San Francisco because stores can't stay open and all this. And who in the world is telling people defund the police? What about our border patrol? What is happening to us? Why do we allow it? And so that's why I'm very happy to hear. I didn't quasi announce. You, you and I both learned something as right. well as the well, audience. Well, yeah, I'd like to comment. Anthony just Kern t- yeah. is making this announcement. Yeah, yeah. my support. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> thank you, sir. If you uh, are. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, I'm 99, 95% there. We'll uh, help you if you want us talk, to endorse you, if you want us to denounce you, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Some fighters. That's right, 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 right. So, you know, let me just comment on on, on Robert Kiyosaki's uh, comment about Biden and Hamas. Um, when you look at the day after, if if maybe two days after, but I think it was the day after, we saw images of babies with being beheaded. We saw images of pregnant women having their babies cut out of their stomach. We saw uh, parents decapitated and shot. We saw images of little kids being tied together and burned alive in front of their parents. Horrific, horrific images. The day after BLM put out Black Lives Matter, put out a, 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 a kind of a graphic of, of a, a, a parachuting you know, like yeah, the parachute, it's a paraglider, the, meme. paraglider, yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, and that absolutely repulsed me. Yeah. So it is not far fetched to say you have the Democrat National Committee, the Democrat Party, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and Hamas all in the same group. And honestly, Seth, I seriously think that the Democrat Party and those in charge—not every Democrat, but the ones in charge, the Bidens and 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 the and the people in Congress. They literally hate this country because if you would not keep – if you hated a country and you wanted to see a country destroyed, you would do everything that they are doing. I uh, remind the audience often that for those that think it's just the fringes of the Democratic Party, Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib had moderates challenging them in their primaries. The DCCC and Nancy Pelosi supported Ilan Omar and Rashida Tlaib over go. those moderates. Let go. me take a quick commercial break. Robert Kiyosaki and Anthony Colonel and I will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki is my guest along with uh, State Senator and Chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, Anthony Kern. I always feel badly that I don't read your entire biography, Robert. I um, know that it would, I would need more than a three-hour show to do that. Um, but obviously, uh, one of the most uh, well-known and famous entrepreneurs, educators, and author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. If there's anything else you want me to say, 
Uh, uh, I, I student of Buckminster Fuller. I like correct. to say that too because I'm a huge fan of you. Call him Bucky. Bucky Fuller. Yes. Yeah. He was Bucky kicked my butt. Yeah. Uh, he asked me what my life's purpose was. This is back in '81, and I said to get rich. And how did I know that was the worst thing I could have possibly said to that guy? Because <laughs> he's actually a socialist, and he chewed me out. He says. What the waste of a mind just to make money? I said, well, maybe for you, but I like to make, know how to make money. But he says, what can you do to support humanity? Yeah. Ask that question. Yeah. What can you do to support humanity? Then think about making money. Yeah. So the reason I wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad is because of him. Because yeah. we have no financial education in our schools, and that's how I meet Senator Kern, is I'm at Arizona State teaching entrepreneurship and the 39 professors shut us down. You know, they threatened the students and all this. So what has happened to education? That's my question. Yeah, what has happened to it, Anthony? Well, Senator, you know, sorry. yeah, no worries. You can call me Anthony. Uh, I, uh, I, I think going back to what Robert Kiyosaki said earlier, uh, back in the 60s, he kind of saw it coming. Yeah. And, um, you know, my dad was involved in the political world back in the 60s, and as I went, as I graduated from high school, went to college, I attended some of those classes uh, that talked a little bit about at, they were anti-American and, uh, you know, all the problems with America and how America is a bad country. And I spoke up a little bit at some of those and I said my piece, uh, what I needed to say. And, and it, it is amazing how many students in that classroom are just waiting for somebody to speak up, somebody to have the guts to speak up and not care about their grades. Although a lot of students are afraid to speak out, and I think a lot of students would agree with us. Um, but fast forward to, to now, it's gotten so bad, and we've kind of been asleep at the wheel, that now they're outright um, in your face. Uh, you recently saw the Turning Point video where— Yeah, let's talk about yeah, that. Yeah, where the pedophile faculty um, who, who, who promotes sex with kids is teaching our students at ASU— wearing a dress. He's a real chubby fat guy, uh, wearing a dress and he was stand he stood he was standing well looking at his phone and a reporter from Turning Point USA went up to him and said, Hey, you know, what why did you write a book about pedophilia? Why did you write a book promoting, you know, sex with minors? Um, you know, what what's up with that? And yet you're teaching our students. Uh and and he didn't say anything. He just started walking and then the video shows at the end uh, that showed this faculty member assaulting a cameraman, a Turning Point USA cameraman. And and yet you have Michael Crow coming out and saying he's supporting the faculty member over Turning Point USA, which who is just trying to get to the truth of why is a pedophilia, why is a person that promotes pedophilia teaching our students? And if you want something even worse, look at the video. Yeah. This guy is absolutely repulsive. Yeah. It's odd how much – when we had that hearing that you and Quan uh, did for the Joint Committee, Robert, you were there, and Dennis Prager and I testified along with our mutual friend Ann and some others. Um, it was an interesting point Dennis made that when you go down what calls itself an honors faculty, almost every course is about some kind of odd, exceptional or just – it's an odd – sexual fetish these faculty have it's odd i mean that's the kind of stuff you would have thought 
was left behind in dark corners and dark spaces in the seventh grade at best. It's weird. This is a short segment. We'll have a longer one coming up. But maybe on the other side of the break, let's talk about what to do with our universities because some of us think maybe they're too far gone. Some of us think the answer is withdrawing money from those that have given it. I'm kind of um, thinking that when it comes to state universities, you have greater and stronger levers and leverage. Um, and I think it has to do with the state funnels of money to those state mm-hmm. institutions. And I think it also has to do with Republican governors who take the Board of Regents appointments more seriously. Yeah, Maybe we could come back and talk a little bit yes. about what to do about our universities Absolutely. with Robert Kiyosaki and Anthony Kern. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. State Senator Anthony Kern is my guest in studio, along with the great Robert Kiyosaki. Just, I had to bring this up. We were talking about this place that calls itself an honors college at ASU. People who denounced you, Mr. Kiyosaki, and denounced Dennis Prager. This is the kind of stuff these faculty are teaching. Dennis Prager put it out there. Uh, one of them is uh, describes himself, ASU proudly promotes this, a non-binary individual whose preferred pronoun is they and whose current project argues that transness is central to queer and feminist science. And it wrote a book. I can't say the title on air, but it's how to have relations a with a kraken. Yeah. That's, that's one of them. Yeah. And then the rest, it's just gender studies after gender studies, after feminist ethics, after it's just odd, this fascination and obsession with sex that the faculty members are involved in. But we were talking just before break about what to do about the universities, what to do about all of this. And there's several elements to it. You were telling me off air, um, Senator Kern, that, you know, for all this bleating about how ASU worships at the altar of and defends free speech, you know, when students are intimidated by their fa- that it, it's it's not freedom when 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 you're intimidated. No, everyone no. understood. Franklin Roosevelt understood this right. anyway. Yeah, I mean anybody can say they're for free speech until they disagree with with yeah. the content of the right. speech. Right. Uh, you saw that at the ad hoc hearing yep. in July at the state senate, where one of the Democrat senators, I had made the comment of uh, you know co- what what constitutes hate speech, and she. She she insinuated that, well, things that I don't agree with. Right. OK, well, let's bring that a step further. Things that you don't agree with, um, you know, uh, is things I you say things I don't agree with. So we're we going to shut each other down. So then I had to read her the First Amendment, which gave us guaranteed a free speech and hate speech is free speech. So what and then I was chastised in the DNC social media, you know, platform. It was one of the most surreal moments of the hearing. This, right. The state senator says hate speech is not protected. And you made the point that hate speech is protected because it's undefinable. Right. And she said, well, let's bring in legislative counsel to tell us what the real true answer is. We bring in legislative counsel. He reads the Supreme Court opinion on this. uh, It was, you know, the most relevant non-point one. Mm -hmm. And she says she still doesn't believe it. Right. And then they tweet out that you're agreeing with state ledge counsel in the United States Supreme Court and that it's a disgrace you agree with the United States Supreme Court. I believe that was yep, their word. That, that was exactly, exactly right. And uh, surreal. She calls in ledge yeah, counsel right. and then doesn't believe right, them. Right, right. Well, I'll take that a step further. Hillary Clinton just said a couple weeks ago that people like me should be deprogrammed. So what does that mean? Just because she disagrees with what I say or what I believe, I should be deprogrammed yeah. in her eyes? I mean, that's like Nazi Germany right there. 
So, you know, the Democrat Party and these socialist Marxists, these Palestinian lovers that are marching on campus, it, they want they say we are first free speech until you disagree with anything they have to say. And then the first thing they do is call you racist, call you bigot, call you homophobe, call They're you xenophobe. They're tearing down pictures of the Jews that have been kidnapped and tortured. They're yeah. tearing down. How is yeah. that? For, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, again, it, take, speech, it takes a leader. I don't care what they say. I don't care how, what they think. And, I am and here. That's to, why I'm here, because you know. Senator Kern stood up to him. And I said, I didn't know who he was. I said, oh, my God, there's a leader there. He, you did not back down on these people. Yeah. I'll tell you a funny story, though. So here's Senator Kern in the back row and these characters in the middle row. And I've never been to one of these things before. And I nudged the guy sitting next to me. I said, who are the pack of weirdos in the middle? And he looked at me and says, they're called Democrats. I, went, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I almost burst out laughing loud. But this is what this is what scared me. Well, even one of the Democrats uh I, I think it's Legislative District 25, right right south of my district. She identified herself as a pansexual. I, why are people telling us their sexual preference? Well, yeah, I don't know. On a hearing on free speech, I thought that was one of the most surreal moments. Right. I mean, who cares? Uh, kids are afraid in our universities to speak out. Yeah. I have talked with several. Yeah. Ann Adkinson has lost her job because of what happened. Yeah. Uh, you know, T.W. Lewis pulled his funding because of what happened. So an employee of Gamage, employee Gamage lost well, her job. So the the left won. They have won that argument, and that's why at the state senate, it is my responsibility to ensure that something is done. That I think the thirty nine faculty members that signed that letter that they wanted to keep secret, it was made public. So they they were they were doing FOIA requests on who who dare bring that out into the public's eye because. These Democrats, these faculty members, they're like little cockroaches. You turn the light on them, they'll kind of scatter. And so you turn the light on them, they scatter, and they don't like that. They don't like to be outed. Um, so we did – we got that information, and then they wanted to find out who put that out there. So we have got to keep the – we will keep the hearings going once we – Is money, is financing on the table, you think? Finance is absolutely on the table. I'd love to see the state senate and the state house push back and actually stop the funding to ASU – until this is resolved, because they can give us whatever rating they have on free speech it means nothing. It really means nothing. It's paper. What, what I want to see in free speech and a good uh, a good education is allowing both sides of the issue. I've been at some of these freedom school debates that they've had. They take somebody from the right, somebody from the left. They put them on a platform. They give them a topic and they debate. Well, that's what I had. And you learned from a socialist. Well, let me, let me say this. Right. What I thought was funny, the 39 professors didn't show up. No. They're cowards. And so I, was, I, I didn't know Senator Curran at this time. He's battling away. We got, the, we got a bunch of weirdos in the middle. I said, I don't have to watch Jerry Springer today. <laughs> I, I can just sit here and watch this, you know. But you said, you said something that I could – because my poor dad was a school teacher, professor. You said something that fried their gizzards. As you were, as you were closing, you said – I'm going to investigate you, and some of you will lose your jobs. Yep. I said, he's got, the Senator Kern's got guts. Because yep. that's the thing they're most terrified is tenure and their jobs and all this. Yep. And they're just a bunch of bullies yep. picking on students. I mean, we've all had, right. we've all had bad teachers. Yep. We've had great teachers. We've also had bad teachers. But you know the power of a teacher is if you don't do as I tell you, you get an F. Yep. But, and, and Senator Kern stood up to him. That yeah. was it was 
better than Jerry Springer. (laughs) And the reason why they didn't show up is, again, you got the spotlight on them. They don't like it when you push back on them. And so Dennis Prager, when he got up, he said, the reason why the left does not debate me is because in, in, I think he said 45 minutes, in 45 minutes in a debate with anybody, he's invited them all on his show. He said within 45 minutes, he can destroy everything the left has been doing for the past four years. And by the way, that's why the professors didn't want the students to hear Dennis Prager and Robert Kiyosaki. They knew what Dennis and Robert could do in an hour would undo what takes them four years to do. Yeah, well, they knew that. firing Ann Atkinson? Yeah, well, sure. They fired her because she was bringing capitalism. We, we were teaching entrepreneurship. I, I knew it was going to be a problem when it was called health, wealth, and happiness. I knew it because <laughs> they hate they, – they have totally distorted the notion of public health. Um, Wealth, I mean, is just flying right in oh, their God, face. Yeah. yeah, that's that's about the worst thing to a Marxist. And happiness, I've just you can't be a leftist and happy. But you, you say just, that's about happiness. the worst thing to a Marxist. Yeah. But what they want is your wealth, yeah, of course, in their pockets. Welcome to Mercedes well, Marxism. Right. Look yeah. at Venezuela, the yeah. latest example. Yeah. Now you have two classes: they get rid of the middle class, get rid of the wealth. I'll take the wealth, and you guys be poor, and I'll control you guys. We called it Mercedes Marxism and Cadillac communism. <laughs> I'll be right back. Yeah, this is this is the impertinence of my producer. I he's he is my Cato, always attacking me. I mention it to you, so he puts on the pink. Robert Kiyosaki, it's always a delight to see you, my friend. Uh, would you Thank like you. to say a last word before I turn it over to Senator Kern? Right, we need more warriors as politicians, not wimps. We have my friend Lieutenant General Jack Berkman running for Speaker, and Senator Anthony Kern for I guess you made your, you made your announcement today. I'm proud of you. Yeah, you Thank have you, my sir. support. Thank you, sir. Go ahead. No, you're yeah, you're yeah, up, yeah, man. You. You're the uh, man. So, well, I appreciate. You know, I I firmly believe God brings people into your life for a reason, and I want to say uh, God brought Robert Kiyosaki to my life. Seth leaps into my God life. Bless you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, and I appreciate you guys. Um, you're part of the whole battle, the whole picture. You know, we need everybody involved, and that's what I want to say to your listeners, real quick: is please, 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 get people involved. We can turn our country around. We can turn our state around. But we need everybody. Everybody to be involved. Don't have a defeatist attitude. You know, get out to vote. Get people registered to get out to vote, and just just get involved. Please, please, please. We got to turn our nation around. Be not afraid. Yeah. Because you never know who next to you might agree with you. Yep. Because they feel intimidated. Maybe they're waiting for the first person to say something. You're often that first person. You're often that first person. Try and give them a voice on this show and give them encouragement. It's so important. It's important to show up to your LD meetings. Yes. Um, it's important to get in primaries. Yep. You know, a lot of Republicans tell me, well, I don't want to get involved in primaries, but I'll be there for you in the general. And it's like the general comes around and that candidate that you wanted may not be there. And so how well has that worked out for you, not getting involved in primaries? you got to get involved in the primaries. Must. And um, you were admiring a picture. Both of you gentlemen were admiring a picture of Ronald Reagan's. His favorite word was citizen. Ronald Reagan's favorite word was citizen because he said – to him, it wasn't a noun. It was a verb. It meant you have to act. You know, it's not just going to be given to you, this thing. It's something you have to fight for and protect. Freedom is only one generation away from extinction, he said, because it's not passed on in the bloodstream. It's something you have to teach and fight for, lest, he said, you spend your sunset years telling your children and your grandchildren what it was once like to live in a place called the United States of America where men were free. And we in this room and we in this audience have a special duty to protect that sentiment because the very first time he said it, 
was in Phoenix, Arizona in 1961. We owe a special protection of that sentiment. And I you, owe you both, gentlemen, the thanks for this fine hour. Thank you for the Thank time. You. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for having us, Seth. You betcha. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.